Hello and welcome to episode 202 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week we have a doozy for you. Yeah, a little bit of a two-parter. We're going to talk real quick about the Magic 30 that happened today. And also the doozy that Brian is referring to is... I don't know. Where would you rank it on Magic Video Games? It's the best one. It's the best one. You like heard it here first. There's one. There's not a lot of competition. Well, I mean, there's there's like six of them, right? Yeah, and like they're pretty much all trash, right? Well, yeah. There's Except for this one. There's oh gosh. Well, Duels of the Planeswalkers, which got me back into Magic. So thank oh, you. Oh yeah, Duels was okay. Duels was fine. Well, there was so there was two duels games, right? There was duels twenty fourteen and duels twenty fifteen. I was on fifteen, I do believe. Yeah, I had it on my iPad. It was sick. Um, and then wasn't there? There was like a game like on like the consoles, right? Like that's where uh, scavenging games came from. Duel, okay, yeah, one of those duels games was on consoles. And then we had uh, the ill-fated, like weird knockoff MMO. A uh, weird like Diablo oh, yeah, clone was that yeah. lasted like three weeks. It wasn't even released, was it? It was only in beta. I mean, it was only in and beta, and they like, killed oh, it. Yeah, this was awful. Yeah. And right. then there was Magic Puzzle Quest. Magic Puzzle Quest. Have you wanted to play Candy Crush, where you slowly reveal a picture of <laughs> Nissa? Magic Puzzle Quest. And th- there was a new one that just came out, right? There is. I think so. There was a new like mobile magic game that just came out. Like, I don't know, within the last three or four months, I think. Uh there's a Wikipedia page. Here we go. There's Battle Mage, Armageddon, Magic the Gathering on Sega? Oh, I had no idea about that one. It's a Dreamcast game. Uh though in, in though in Japan only. So okay. Okay. In the games, they count the Magic the Gathering Interactive Encyclopedia. Oh, sure. Uh, Magic Online, Battlegrounds, Duels of the Planeswalkers, Magic Tactics. Mm, I don't remember that one either. uh, Released in 2011, shut down in 2014. It was a turn-based strategy game. There was Duels 12, 13, 14, and 15. Oh, wow. Way more than I thought. Yeah, Magic Duels, Magic Puzzle Quest, Magic the Gathering Arena, Magic Legends, a free-to-play action role-playing game. Yeah, that's uh, the one you were talking about. Yeah, has since been canceled as of June 2021. Yeah. And, yeah. And the game we're talking about, the best one, not listed under Magic the Gathering video games. Really at all? Nope, it is, I typed in... I'm on the Wikipedia entry for Magic the Gathering video games. And huh. it has 17 offerings. Four of them are Duels of the Planeswalkers. And wow. five of them are Duels of the Planeswalkers. And not the best game. So, that is the longest intro before we've said, hey, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what the best Magic video game is, if it's somehow not the one we're going to talk about. All of those social media links are in the description below, so go check those out and uh, or, uh, and uh, reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Discord, all those fun places. 
yeah, hit us up. Um, if you're looking to support the show, not at all related to the best magic video game ever that we're going to talk about today, uh, there's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link, purchase whatever you're going to purchase, singles, sealed product, whatever, um, and anything that you buy will help support the show. We would appreciate it. If you want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. If you think we do a good job and you want to show us that you think we do a good job, or if you want access to the Patreon perks, uh, you can chip a couple bucks in. Whatever whatever you think we're worth, whatever you can afford, we would appreciate. Uh, patrons get access to my show notes early, so you know what we're going to be talking about that week. Uh, they also get access to our pre-show. Um, comes out usually on Wednesdays. Um, so that uh, the pre-show is just kind of extra content. It's us making sure all our equipment works and catching up and we don't really get out and socialize like we used to. So our, uh, our pre-show is kind of us catching up, two buddies catching up. Um, but it's just more of us. If you like what we do, there's more of it in the pre-show. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool givebacks for you guys, um, which I haven't done yet. So the next round might be a little late. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, if you want access to that stuff, chip into patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We also have our YouTube channel where Brian's putting up some limited content currently. We don't know for how much longer because the limited format isn't really grabbing them like they usually do. Um, but that comes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got the show coming out on YouTube. The video version comes out on Thursdays with the actual show. And then on Tuesdays, I've been doing some constructed stuff. I played, what was the first one I played? Uh, Radadrabic Historic mm -hmm. Brawl. That was fun. And then uh, the one that comes out tomorrow, a couple days ago when you guys hear this, is Historic Eggs with an awesome thumbnail. Awesome. Yeah. That was a lot of fun to play. And I got I got some cool ones coming up, too. So make we, sure you check that out on YouTube. We definitely have improved as podcasters, but... As a thumbnail creator, James <laughs> has like gone through the stratosphere. They are amazing. I make a little template and throw some text on it. He's doing art over there. He is doing art. I don't know if I'd call it art. With but... the thumbnails. The eggs thumbnail, I pulled my I saw it on my phone. I made my wife stop what she was doing and I showed her the thumbnail. <laughs> I was like, look at this. She was just like, oh. But I was like, this is <laughs> Yeah, my, my artwork. <laughs> you guys should go check out the thumbnail if you haven't seen it yet. Show yeah. live on YouTube when you're listening to this. Yeah, so I may have hyped it up, but it's good. <laughs> it is good. I almost died I was laughing. I almost Do you know died. how long it took me to find that font? Oh, I've no. I, I bet you. I bet you. I had more time searching for an eggy font than I did doing like the entire rest of that thumbnail. The Google search for eggy font is just can't be too helpful. Well, see, you would think that. The problem is that like somebody at some point. This is way off topic. I'm sorry, you guys, but you'll appreciate this story. Somebody at some point made a font of like pictures of fried eggs in the shape of letters so they're like actual fried eggs as like letters of the alphabet so when you like use the font it's like 
a fried egg in the shape of an A, a fried egg in the shape of an R or whatever. And um, a lot of fonts you can like download for like, you know, personal use or limited mm-hmm. use or for free or whatever. Um, that font was nowhere except to purchase for a hundred dollars. Dear God. And when you search for eggy font or eggs font or whatever, all you get are like news articles covering the person that made that font. It was, it was extremely hard to find an eggy font. (laughs) Interesting. I'll be, I've just now (laughs) seen this. It almost looks like they made the, like that they made the eggs in this shape. And then yeah, like took pictures exactly of it. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, like they poured, put the egg in like a frying pan shaped like a C, and that's the letter C. All right. Okay. So with all of that, um, let us talk about Magic Thirty. Magic Thirty. So um, lots of weird things around this. If everyone in your community that plays your game has told you that they hate your product. And they want nothing to do with it. And they'd rather eat broken glass than give you money for your product. What do you do? Uh, you find people that might want it. <laughs> that have ne- who, that do not play your game. Yeah. People that have never heard of such product. And so that's what Magic did. They uh, apparently, from various reports and Twitter things and whatnot, went to like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon people and just were like, how much for you to open this or went here is all of the money open Mm -hmm. this on your stream and apparently many of them said nah i'm good dog yeah like the smart ones did (laughs) what what happened to the people that took wizards tainted evil money so i think there was only one person that did um okay and I don't know, like, I don't want to stir up a whole bunch of drama or whatever. And I know that dude has taken his video down and released, like, apology statements and apology videos. And I guess, like, his Twitter's been a mess with people harassing him or whatever. Um, so don't do that. But uh, they, some Yu Gi Oh! like box opening channel opened up uh, almost two boxes of this. Um, I think Wizards gave him two boxes and said you have to do like an Instagram post with one pack, but you can open the rest on channel. And uh, I guess he was just like obliterated in comments and on Twitter and everything with people harassing him about like this product. I, again, just want to remind people that these people, people that are on youtube many of them are working on very thin like (laughs) margins yeah right they're like man if my video doesn't get fifteen thousand views this week i don't get to eat right right and then someone comes up to them and goes i'm going to give you ten thousand dollars or whatever it is to make a 20 minute youtube video where you open packs and someone goes well let me see here. I get to eat this month. Mm-hmm. And pay my rent. And pay my rent. And I have like built-in promotion for my channel. Right. And 
this particular video. I don't need to come up with like a thing to do for this video. And then in all reality, you probably get to sell like the product that you open for a profit. Yeah. I mean, they send it to you for free. It's all profit. Right. So like if, if I don't know, if Nintendo contacted us and said, you want to crack some like Pokemon, I don't know if I would like, like we'll give you $10,000 to open Pokemon packs. I'm in. In. Sold. Nintendo. Mario? <laughs> Cas- uh, just get at casual tripod on Twitter. Boom. Hell, in. I-, I would dress up like Pikachu. <laughs> Pika Pika. Uh, hey, my well, Facebook. I'm, I'm more of a Snorlax, though, aren't I? My Facebook avatar has been Pikachu wearing mm-hmm. Attack on Titan mobility gear <laughs> for four years. Um. <laughs> So, so already already got the strong branding there for you, Nintendo. <laughs> like I don't know, like I I would open it, and then if I like open it, and people were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you opened this," I'd be like, "Dude, look how many yeah. zeros were after the one <laughs> for what I had to do." Right? Like, hey, like you know, are you? I guess on one hand, right, you could be hurting people if, like, you open this and go, like, hey, these cards are cool, whatever, and someone's like, oh, I want to pay buy this, and I wouldn't have otherwise bought it, right? Yeah. But I don't know. It's, you know, not, not I'm not dunking on uh, LR by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't know. You're Tom Brady, and you're like, hey, buy crypto. <laughs> Hey, I'm Steph Curry. I shoot threes and buy crypto. Yeah. Right? What did more damage there? Right. Right? So, I don't know. Like, I feel for the guy. Like, he, if, again, like, I know, what I know about Pokemon, there's Pikachu, there's Hollow First Edition, Charmander, that's, uh, or Charizard, that's, that's your dude, that's what you want, that is... That is the Black Lotus of Pokemon. Okay. And a Paul brother has spent spent way too much money on a fake case of first edition Pokemon cards. That's well, that's thought, my Pokemon knowledge. I thought there was like a fat rainbow Pikachu that was really expensive too. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know about fat rainbow Pikachu. I thought I, I thought that was like the big thing was the fat rainbow Pikachu. <laughs> so we've got our finger on the pulse of Pokemon. And if there was a product that Nintendo was releasing that made the Poke people angry, I would not know. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, Nintendo, is this Pokemon product drugs? Is it literal like LSD? And if they were like, no, for $10,000, I'm going <laughs> to open your packs. Sure. Right? Like, like as long as I don't open them and get a contact high, gold. We're good. We're yeah. good. So, like, I don't fault the guy. Right. Right? Like, no, I, I don't either. Like, did, I guess he had to send his money back after he took down his video. Like, yeah, uh, my bad. I, I, re- I really don't know. I don't know, like, the whole... Yeah, like, the whole the, story. What the, like, wild it, contract is. Yeah. I know it stirred up a whole bunch of controversy to the point where, like, other influencers in games outside of magic were posting up on that video talking about how they were offered obscene amounts of money to do the same thing that they initially accepted, but after researching the product, uh, declined. 
Yeah. So. So. The I reason feel... we brought it up, though, is it went on sale today. It did. How'd that yeah. go? Um, nobody knows. So it went live at noon. Um, okay. I saw some people posting that based on, like, order numbers that people had provided, like people mm-hmm. that actually bought the product provided, that somewhere around a thousand people ordered this. Um, now again, I don't have no idea if that's actual numbers or not. It's, you know, based on whoever had reported their order numbers to whoever was collecting order numbers. Um, but not very many people, according to that statistic. Um, it was live for somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Um, it went, I know, I'm pretty sure it was down everywhere by 1240. Um, I saw reports of being down at 1230. I saw reports of being down at 1235, like all throughout there. So it might be like based on where you are was when it went down. Um, but it, I guess the verbiage was weird when it was taken down. It didn't say, it never said sold out. It said currently unavailable, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are saying means that it didn't actually sell out. Um, I think like that's pretty common verbiage. I don't know if like that necessarily means that it yeah. didn't sell out or it did sell out or whatever. Um, but the, I guess the telling thing is that there were no crashes and no queue times. So when we just had that, the secret layer advent calendar that I really wanted that I didn't end up getting because I couldn't get in. Um, like the website was crashing constantly. There were really long wait times when you're trying to check out and there were no wait times for this whole like 40 minute period. Yeah. I mean, and kind of tells me nobody's buying it. Yeah, exactly. But like, like you had said last week, if they sold one of these, they'd be like, whoo, demand was through the roof. We couldn't believe how popular the product was. So, like, you're not going to know. Right. Yeah, they're never going to tell you. They're just going to tell you it was a success. Yeah, but, like, it is very, like, the products that people have wanted, think about, um, well, why is it that we both have a foil uncut sheet of War of the Spark in our house? Right? Mm -hmm. That was when they did it through eBay and they just like screwed everything up. Um, it was through whatever company they used before scale fast. I don't remember what the company was, but yeah, they, they screwed the pooch. Yeah. Like it's consistent when there is a product that people want. Yep. Like, like the website cannot handle the traffic. Mm hmm. Going back. I mean, there's been like multiple secret layers that did the same thing as this, uh, this last advent calendar one did. Um, I don't remember what the last one, there's been a few that I missed out on that I wanted that just sold out before they were available. Yeah. So like the fact that this didn't is not good for them. Imagine if like only a thousand of these sold, right? Mm -hmm. You, you were, you were allowed to buy I think so according to that again I don't know if that number is right I don't know if they got people from all over the world or just one region or whatever that might influence that number but I mean all of those thousand people could have bought five so five thousand of them 
imagine 5,000 of them sold. Mm-hmm. You incinerated millions of dollars of goodwill and advertising right. and just everything that companies spend years to build for five hundred thousand uh, for five million dollars yeah right like you couldn't have broke even with right. like the amount of hate associated with your product now mm-hmm. you could not have possibly broke even so I have absolutely no following on Twitter right like I I barely use Twitter at all I follow mm-hmm. like the show and a couple places to get deck lists and like a couple friends. Oh, but you it. had you had the knives out today. I like that tweet. Did you? A oh, lot yeah. of other people did too. <laughs> yeah, you you had the knives out, man. I was I just opened Twitter to check on my likes to see if uh anything had had happened with with your tweet. But yeah, you were like you were coming for him. Yeah. So Ma- Magic put a tweet saying that this product was on sale. And I forget what I tweeted at him. Something about did you? I was asking him. Did you use um, uh, what's it called? I wish I was better at Twitter. Card Conjurer. Yeah. Did you use Card Conjurer to uh, to to make these cards? So, sixteen likes. Yeah. Did you use Card Conjurer to make these proxies you're selling for a thousand dollars? Yeah. You got you got to reply. Oh yeah. Uh. Oh, oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, they used Card Conjurer and took it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I was like, whew, coming in hot. Yep. Hey, sometimes you got to. You got you to. You drive man. that point home. Yeah. Did you see uh, when Wizards announced that it was sold out? Did you see that tweet? No. They, or they didn't say it was sold out, but they announced it was no longer available. Mm-hmm. And like the entire comments for that tweet are people posting the card greed. <laughs> like every single person. It was pretty good. Just people just out of that. going 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 hard. Yeah. Uh looking now. Uh Okay. Interesting. The uh uh, the card greed has a content mm. sensitive has a content warning sensitive content. Oh really? The tweet author flagged this tweet as showing sensitive content, and it's just no way. Yeah, it was just greed. The card <laughs> greed with the guy throwing up. Uh, then the greed made with I assume card conjurer with Hasbro in the middle. Oh yeah. Old school greed. Yeah. Oh man, this one's just it just spins greed. It's just people scrolling through Twitter at all the greed posts. It's just a video of that. Nice. Oh, someone Good went job, Magic Someone went to another game, I think Yu-Gi-Oh for reckless greed. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay, these greed don't have other things. Uh No more content warnings, just the one. No content warnings, yeah. Oh, this is Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. Greed is good. <laughs> the burden of greed. Yeah, so yeah, pretty uh, pretty fire there. Yeah. Way way to go Twitterverse. It'll be Good sad it'll be Twitter. sad when this website's gone. <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. Questionable. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, so it definitely 
Seems like from the outside, this has been a colossal disaster. Yeah. I mean, we'll never know either way. Well, no. I guess we will know because we'll know if they do it again. True. If it happens again, it was successful enough. Yeah. Or uh, the, it's already in the pipeline and they can't stop it. Magic 30th anniversary. Uh, Arabian Nights and Legends. Or Urza's, like, I mean, we talked about it before. They could do like an Urza's block. They could make them as draft sets. Yeah. I don't know that, like, a beta draft is a cool thing that, like, has been shown to be popular. Like, a lot of people tuned in to watch the beta draft when they had it at Vegas a couple of years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, early expansions weren't really designed to be drafted. So I don't know if you'd get. I don't think like an Arabian Nights Antiquities Legends draft would be super entertaining. No, no, those sets have nothing to do with each other. Um, well, and like no coherent mechanics in them. No, the but the first set designed for draft was Mirage. I do believe was it Mirage or Ice Age. I thought it was Mirage. Maybe. Anyways, not the early expansions. Um, but they could do something like this for like Urza's block. I mean, there's plenty of stuff in Urza's block that's nostalgic and cool art and worth a whole bunch of money that people would be willing to pay for proxies of. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking here that, um, it is funny, uh, that if you think about like the 25th anniversary of magic, Mm mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I see where you're going. Think about how different the 25th anniversary of Magic was received and what yeah. they did. Right? They were like, hey, we're going to like play Legacy at the Pro Tour. And we're mm-hmm. going to go around with all these like beta cards and do these like high-end beta drafts. Yep. And like, you know, you're going to play events wild. You're going to play events mm-hmm. to then be able to win a chance to... Um, get a seat in this beta draft and whatever you open you get to keep if you draft it Yep. right and then now it's like thousand dollar booster packs like was yep. there even a product to commemorate the 25th anniversary was it just like was oh no there, there was and I thought that's where you were going it was it, a dra- it was a draft it, set right it was M25 it was a master set masters 25 masters 25 yeah but it was like a yep. reasonably priced draft set what no, it was a it was a master set. It was eight, nine, ten dollar boosters, whatever. I mean compared to two hundred and fifty dollars, like Oh yeah. i yeah. I did drafts of that format, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Like so it was reasonably enough price that I was willing to do a draft of the format. Yeah. Right? Like it was like thirty five dollars or something to do a draft, thirty dollars. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Right. In for a draft out. Yeah. No, thank you. But like, just like the way the 25th anniversary was handled where it was like a celebration of like playing the game, magic, the gathering. Well, it was a celebration of like the historical way of playing the game. Like legacy is the oldest format or like second old. No, I guess it's the oldest format. Yeah. It was type one. It was type one. Yeah. But like, but you have, like, hey, we want to highlight these old cards mm-hmm. to 
how can we trick people into paying us for things that look like these old cards? Right. And then give them no place to play them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just totally different. Yeah. And I don't know, like, what happened in the, like, previous five years to bring that, like, corporate shift to uh, Wizards. Well, I mean, a lot of, like, things definitely happened in, like, the corporate structure of Hasbro and Wizards. Mm -hmm. Like, there's been people shuffled around. But also, it might not have anything to do with corporate. It might be the times that we live in now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we started talking about, um, like, how things were changing back when COVID started. Like, the it just so happened to work out that the year of Commander was the year of COVID. And literally the only thing you, you couldn't play competitively, the only thing that you could do was either get together with a couple friends who you trusted not to be sick and play commander or play spell table commander. So that's what everybody did. Yes. And now like everybody just plays commander and there's no competitive formats. Well, what do you, what do you do for wizards if you've driven all of your customers to play either digitally or casually. You sell them pimped out cards. Or cards that aren't tournament legal because, like, tournaments don't matter anymore. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just funny how that, like, just comparing the two anniversaries, it's like, oh, these are, like, totally different. Like, the way they're handled is totally different. Like, it feels like the 30th anniversary is more squeezing money out of people where the 25th anniversary was more like, Hey, isn't this game fun? Yeah. Didn't you like playing this game? It's like, yeah, I did like playing this game. You should play. I this sure game did. Some more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got anything else for the 30th anniversary? Uh, uh, cash grab. So. No, I think that's about it. Um, I wasn't even really going to talk about it, but since it, the big sale was today. I figured we'd mention yeah. it. And it seems like every other content creator has done something on it. So, yeah. So, our thoughts. James had said, I've got a weird show for you. And I hadn't, I wish I would have waited to open the show notes <laughs> because I opened the show notes and I was like, oh my gosh, we're talking about Chandelar. <laughs> that's right uh this not is the great. plane the video game um for some like I, I had this as a you know potential future topic in my show ideas uh file but we never talked about it we've mentioned it on the show a few times but never done an episode about it um and for some reason i don't know why it seems like uh every year around the holidays there's like a resurgence of interest in this game like people start streaming it and people start talking about it every year around the holidays i think that so it i figured is... we'd like get in on the ground floor and talk about it before other people start yeah. talking about it i think that there is a um like in december like there's like a, a huge lull in competitive magic when that used to matter so mm-hmm. like there's always the holiday cube of magic online so there's like that, and if you're like not a cube person, and you've got to like bang out content, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can only do like you know, eighty five cube drafts before you lose your mind or whatever. <laughs> you're like, I gotta, 
I gotta find something else to do, and it's like Chandelar's here for me. Yep. So if you go on, if you like search for Chandelar, uh, you'll find like a, a number of like uh, let's plays. Like the first one that comes up is Gabby Sparks when uh, she used to stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in 2019, she has a a playthrough of Chandelar. I think I watched a Matt Nass playthrough of Sh- Chandelar. That'd be kind of cool. I've watched a couple. Yeah. Um, but, um, Chandelar, I played it probably in 97. I think I still have my old copy somewhere. Amazing. I do not. But the internet is forever. It is. Um, yeah, the game is from, like, way back when, 1997. And because of that, um, it's like kind of what they call it abandonware yeah like i don't i don't actually know what abandonware like the legal definition of it is or if there is a legal definition um but it's games that are no longer being developed or pursued or whatever they're just kind of out there in existence kind of in like a legal gray area so the game is available on the internet and people aren't pursuing to take it down all right is my uh con- According to Wikipedia, Abandonware is a product typically software ignored by its owner and manufacturer and for which there are no there is no official support. Uh, so Abandonware, such as software or hardware subcase of general concept of orphan works, museums, and various organizations dedicated to preserving the software continue to provide legal access. So basically, uh, now this could change. Mm-hmm. Wizards has said... Uh, well, Microprose, is that who printed right. and made it? Microprose yeah. has said, yeah, we probably don't exist anymore, so we have no lawyers to stop you from uh, using our game. And right. Wizards have said, we don't care about this. Yep. So we are not going to cease and desist whatever website has... Um, Hosted a chandelier. Yeah, so we're going to just let this ride because uh, we're not in the video game making uh, space, really. Yeah. Um, so before we talk about like how to get it or whatever, what's the basic premise of the game? Um, Do you remember? I, I saw your little thing. I remember bits and pieces of it. You're a little dude. You walk around. Yeah. There are like random encounters where you play magic against people. You play for mm-hmm. Auntie, sick, mm-hmm. um, and you, um, uh, there are, like, castles that are controlled by different wizards of a sick particular color, mm-hmm. and you have to fight all of those wizards mm-hmm. by, like, you traverse the land and you fight your way to those wizards, and then uh, you fight through a dungeon that, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, populates as you walk through, and you beat each monocolored wizard and then that allows you to get to the last guy yep yeah that's basically basically nailed it um the one part that you kind of left out is you like part of the game is wandering around trying to find new spells Mm -hmm. so while you're like fighting or battling like the minions from the wizards and working up to the wizards themselves um you're going to different towns and exploring and looking for spells to make your deck out of. You can buy um, cards and like 
there would like be like wrecked pirate ships or like yep. ruins that you could go visit and they would have yep. cards. Mm-hmm. And, cemeteries or temples or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they uh so this is from a simpler time of the decks were like six there were like forty cards. Um I think you could go as low as thirty six okay. before they would start like adding random cards to your deck. And but the like number of copies of card per deck changed based on how many cards your deck was. Like if you had a forty card deck, I think you were only only allowed like three copies of a card. Oh, I didn't think there was a limit, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and then I think you had to have sixty cards for four copies of a card. Yeah, it's like uh, you just would jam demonic to demonic consult not consultation. Um, infernal contract, contract, contract from below, contract from below, where it's like, yeah, like anti another card, like draw four or something. Uh, no, it's wheel of fortune, but just for you. Oh, for one, for one black mana. Yes, but you have to anti a card. That is the you have to anti a card. Yep. Yeah, so it's a draw seven for one mana, but you have to take the top random top card of your library off your deck and go like, I guess I could technically lose this game after I play this one mana wheel <laughs> so <probably> here <laughs> you would get this card if i did yeah but i just got seven cards so i'm not gonna lose so i'm not gonna lose yeah. like yeah and the rest of my cards are moxin and fire and lightning bolts and fireballs i uh, think i'm good dark rituals and hypnotic specters they're also good yeah um so it is like simultaneously like like janky and weird but just mm-hmm. like so endearing and like yeah. just like legitimately and genuinely fun like mm-hmm. it scratches that itch for me in games of like um hey i want to like do the most busted thing i can or i want to make my character as powerful as humanly possible mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, just walk around and you're gonna like bump into a bunch of moxin and uh, yeah, random I mean, if stuff. you have no lands in your deck and just moxes and lotuses, then like you get to do some pretty broken stuff. Yeah, it's like I have no lands, I have moxin and one mana we- uh, wheel of fortunes. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. I think one of the coolest things about this game for me is that it's like very magic from when I was a kid. There's mm-hmm insanely powerful cards being played alongside cards that like aren't good enough to be draft chaff now three mana two two no text yeah and like that's a card that you will have in your deck yes and Um, like it has if you have like moxes and lightning bolts and stuff like you're going to have stinkers in your deck and there is an aspect of like you play the cards that you have Mm-hmm. Like eventually, you can work up to having like a cohesive, like good deck. Game but plan. like yeah. at the at the beginning, and for like maybe the first quarter to third of the game, you're yeah. just like whatever derpy BS I have in my deck. I guess is what I have to play. Yeah. Uh, one of the other really cool things about this game that you touched on very briefly, um, that I think is unique, and one of the reasons I like it is that you play for anti. Like there, yeah. there are stakes. You are going to, if you lose, you are going to lose at least a card out of your deck. And 
I guess I would assume that you're playing good cards in your deck that you don't want to lose. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Um, like I alluded to earlier, if you're running a 40-card deck, you can only have three of each card. Um, a lot of times when I play, I try and collect four copies of each card in case I lose a game along the way. That way I have a backup. Yeah. Um, um, the AI you, like makes... You can't play anti anywhere else. You like can't. Even it's been outlawed, like, basically ever since the game was around. The mm-hmm. cards have been banned. So I don't... Like, even people that were playing way, way back when never played for anti because the cards weren't legal. So yeah. it's, it's kind of neat to play with some of that kind of stuff. It's, um, like, the only place you can play with it. Yeah, and the AI is 1997 AI. Makes Sparky look like John Finkel. I mean, it gets better at harder difficulties, but yeah, if you're playing on like a moderate difficulty, it's kind of a joke. Yeah, I. it's been a long time. I probably yeah. played on like whatever it defaulted to. Yeah. So I have heard it does get harder at tougher difficulties, but yeah. it's still not like A+. plus. No, it's definitely not me sitting across from Brian and playing a game of Magic. It's more like me sitting across from somebody that's never played magic before. <laughs> Gavin. It's just you and Gavin in a battle of wits. Yeah. No, thank you. Get hit in the eye with a card. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like, again, like, that's part of its charm. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, another thing that's kind of cool is that because it came out in 97, that's the rule set that you use. Mm-hmm. So, like, mana burn is a thing. Yeah. Don't tap your lands if you're not going to use them. Like, they have tried to, like, put together all these, like, we, uh, at the beginning, read through, like, a random collection of, like, terrible magic games most of us hadn't heard of, I assume. Yeah. Right? Like, they have a good Magic the Gathering game that they could, like, slap a fresh coat of paint on. Like, make it run on a computer not from 1997 easily. Mm-hmm. And, like, re-release. Yeah. And I think people would give them money. I, I mean, I would give them money. Yeah, just like, oh, hey, cool, I can have access to this. And, like, I can't imagine that there would be that much effort in doing something with this game. <laughs> yeah, like, you already have the Sparky AI... Just dump right. that into here. Ta-da, Sparky AI. Yeah. Right? And, like, you could, you know, make the make the graphics not 8-bit, 16-bit. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, I feel like it was 16-bit in 97, Probably. but I don't remember. Like, PlayStation 1 was out then, so yeah. maybe 32-bit. Um, but... Um, like, they have, like, a good, reasonable game that I think people would play. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if they just gave it to someone and just, like, made it, you know, like, a cheap, mm-hmm. like, $5 download on the App Store. Yeah. I think people would just be like, okay, like. Well, just- that's actually, I have a whole section here of ideas for the game, and that's kind of one of my ideas. Um, I think that, like, one of the cool parts about this game 
is that it's not super long. Like if you sit down and have like you could get through this game in like a, a night if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, it's not super long. And I think that's good because like the longer you play, the more overpowered your deck becomes and it gets kind of less fun. You're just like beating the snot out of every every single minion you come across, you're destroying. Which is, I mean, it's kind of good for your ego, but it's not like, it's not challenging, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that like it being short is kind of a good thing. But you could also like just keep it short and do, you know, six hours of story and gameplay on every set that was in or on Dominaria. And like your card pool for like that version of the game would be cards from Dominaria. And then you could go to Ravnica and do like, you know, six hours of gameplay in Ravnica, whatever your story is, walking through whatever. And your card pool is cards from Ravnica. I yeah. thought like that'd be pretty cool. And it'd be like, mm -hmm. you know, little bite sized games that, you know, your customers would buy more than one of. Like if you're really tied to Theros, you'd buy like the Theros version. If you, you know, are in love with uh, Lorwyn, you buy the Lorwyn version or whatever. But I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think that it would be like you'd be able to like monetize it and you wouldn't have to put mm -hmm. like a ton of money into mm -hmm. it. And I think people would enjoy it. Yeah. Like this is what we want for our 30th anniversary magic. We want yeah. Chandelar. Here you go. We want you know, Chandelar. You know what 2022 was? The 25th anniversary of Chandelar. <laughs> there you go. We should have had Could have released Chandelar. Yeah. Um, like, is it, like, definitively a game of that era, right? The dungeons, yeah. like, as you walk, they, like, load in and, like, so you can see where you're walking and there's yeah. like the enemies are just standing there and it's like, oh, they randomly spawned and none of them blocked my uh, <laughs> path. So I didn't have to fight yeah. any enemies till the final boss or yeah. like, oh, man, they all blocked my path. This sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's kind of another thing and kind of leads into another one of my ideas here is I think this game would be kind of cool as like an old school dungeon crawler instead of being top down. Mm hmm. It was like first person and you'd like walked like square by square by square by square. I thought Do that might be cool too. Shandadoom. Doomalar. Shandadoom. There you go. <laughs> Wolfadar 3D. Wolfadar 3D. <laughs> Shandelstein. <laughs> I think we just found the name of the episode. Sh Shandelstein. Shandelstein 3D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that is that is a name for this game and a delicious bagel place. One hundred percent. Um, I also kind of like that this game single player. Like there's so there's a bunch of decent ways to play this game against like other humans and not really any ways to play like just by yourself. So you know, maybe upgrade the Sparky AI a little bit, but yeah, just just playing against AI, like I don't I don't want this game to have like a whole bunch of me's running around trying to do the same quests that this I am. This does not need to be an MMO. No. This does not need to be like, uh, you know, Magic the Gathering Warcraft. No, no. no definitely I just, not. I just need you to like, 
like like throw a coat of paint on it mm-hmm. and like you said like make it so you could like buy card packs or whatever like yeah. theros or whatever or like if you had them in like hey like what sets do you want to play with 94 95 like mm-hmm. like you could like pick chunks and be like oh, okay like that would be fine yeah. and like again like how you monetize it it's free to play but you only start out with 93 94 and you've got to yeah. pay five dollars for the Shadow More, b- the Land yeah. of War block. Well, so I was thinking, like you could, you, like there has to be some kind, of, even if it's super loose, like the story of this. Like there has to be some kind of story, otherwise you're just walking around doing, like battling stuff. You know what I mean? So I was thinking, like they could like do a version on a plane. So like you're walking oh. around Dominaria doing a story, and you have access to Dominaria cards. You're walking around on Ravnica, completing a story. You have, but like, if you if you had the same story, right, right, like the same the same basic thing, but instead of like playing two twos for three, you'd be like, you know what, I want cards from this block. I love, you know, Mirage Visions Ice Age or whatever, right, or Tempest Mirage Visions, whatever that is. I want the Wrath block. Yeah, and now instead of having contract from below and Moxin, you have cards from Mirage and Visions. Yep. Right? Like that would, Diamond and Wasteland. Yeah, like that would be an interesting thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they'd like they'd have to like limit you on like how many. Like, you know, right. could it be too hard for them to just put all the cards in? All of the cards, right. Yeah, but like oh the 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 Wrath block, it's like, okay, you get five hundred cards, you get four hundred cards from from this. Mm-hmm. That are like cards that people who played at that time will remember. Yeah. And then random two twos for three because they have to. <laughs> right. And then right. you like play those cards. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're like, oh, like I'm like, I want the Ravnica cards. It's like, cool. You get 600 Ravnica cards. Yeah. Right. And then you just get to play with Ravnica cards. You get to play the story through with like a set of cards. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning, you're like, like, what era are you playing in? Yeah. That'd, so, that'd be a good way to do it. Like, so, like, apparently Chandelar's thing is a plane, I just re- I learned this, mm-hmm. is it's a plane that isn't tied to a location in the multiverse. It just floats free. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I knew some other stuff about this plane. I guess I didn't know that, though. So, just um, reading real quick, like, apparently, Watsy Creative was like, well, mm-hmm. Dominaria already has gone through, like, an apocalypse, and we're, yeah. like, in a post-apocalyptic world. We need a place that we can just do base fantasy. Okay. So we're going to make Chandelar, and the reason all of these creatures that you know from base fantasy are here is because it just kind of floats Wandered through around. the multiverse and, like, has picked things up, I guess. Okay. I know Chandelar is where the Chain Veil was made. Okay. The least Chain Veil is from Chandelar. And I know like some of the OG like pre-mending planeswalkers used Chandelar as a prison, I believe. Okay. Because it wasn't whatever. I didn't know that that was the unique property, but I knew that the plane had a unique property that they decided to use as a prison. Um. And there was something else weird about this plane, too, but now I can't remember it. Yes, yeah, we've so. referenced it a bunch, but have never been there. 
Yeah. Although that, I think we're going. We're going. There, going. We? Yeah. yeah. So the creative team of Wizards of the Coast fleshed out Chandelier. I want to get the, the, okay. So uh, they wanted to be an approachable setting for Magic's fantasy staples, blah, blah, blah. Because Dominaria had developed its own distinct post-apocalyptic, Chandelier replaced it as the setting for a number of baseline fantasy core set cards. And up here it says, it's a rogue plane drifting through the multiverse instead of retaining a steady position or course. It is relatively, a relatively small plane and incredibly rich in mana. The magical energy is so prevalent that it is all uh, it is all sentient. And the common people use minor spells as everyday convenience. Okay. So there we go. That is that is from the MTG Wiki. Thanks, MTG Wiki. Thank you, Fandom, for running this site. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was last seen in 2015. So soul the, of Chandelar. Oh yeah. The Red Soul. That is and re- that. That's actually the core set that we got the Chain Veil from too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Onaki Ancient. The Onaki people lived on Chandelar. Look the at people this. People who made the chain veil. Man, oh man. No things. Oh. It's the beard. Curd Ape is from Chandelar. Oh, yeah? Curd, home of apes, is one of the I notable I locations. Know I didn't know All that right. either. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I'm looking at like different like uh notable places on the plane and there's nothing that like strikes me as like oh yeah i remember this yeah uh planeswalkers boragor and kenan kenan saramal i don't know that sure and then garuk wildspeaker visited someone okay. named icy Okay. Jace Bellerin, Ob, Liliana, and a couple other people. I Liliana had to go there to get the chain veil. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So there's Soul of oh, Chandler. I wonder, I wonder if Icy is one of those unnamed planeswalkers from like Duel of the Planeswalkers Maybe. or something. Maybe. Um, Acolyte of the Xanthrid. Interesting. Oh, so all the like. Uh, oh yeah, the. It's not Zan. It's X A T H R I D. Like. Deathrid. Th- like sling blade, like the the woman yeah. from M fifteen, the uncommon, where it's like leaning up against the wall. So yeah. all of those cards are Xanthrid necromancer. Oh okay, they're all Xanthrid's a place on Chandler. Yes, apparently. Hmm. So, yeah. There we go. War yeah. Priest of Thune. I didn't know Thune was a place on Chandelar. Ring of Thune. Yeah, Archangel. Oh, it's... Yeah, Archangel of Th- I did not know. Hmm. Man, oh I man. I also did not know. We are learning things. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Kurt Ape, Kurt Chieftain. Uh, yeah, man. Obelisk of Erd, my boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have some some very iconic uh, 
cards, or at least cards that were cool, uh, that came from uh, uh, came from this plane. Chandler? Yeah, Chandler, cool. yeah. So, it is just a fun game. Like, mm-hmm. it is just like, I want to sit down and spend an afternoon and like, kind of like, have a nostalgic trip down memory lane. It is yep. this. So, yep. Was there uh, anything else that you thought might be a good idea to include in a remake? I know hmm. I kind of sprung this episode idea on you at the last minute, so you didn't really have time to brainstorm, but. Um, I think that, like, a lot of, like, they could, they could make the game longer by instead of having monocolored ca- castles, you mm-hmm. could have all the color pairs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want the game longer, though. Fair. Like I said, I, I think it is, like, the right length, because by the time you're done, like, your deck is so overpowered. As I mean, as long as you're, like, winning and finding the cards you need. Mm-hmm. Your deck is so overpowered that the game's not really fun anymore. Like, a lot of times I found myself, like, building a deck, building a deck, like, scrounging cards, trying to win cards, like, seeking out enemies, because you can get, like, specific cards as rewards from enemies. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'll get to a point where it's like not so much fun anymore. So I just like blow through all the castles and then slay the demon and then start over again. And what is it? The demon is only locked away for a set amount of time. Maybe that's where I got the prison thing from. Um, the demon is trying to cast like a world spell or something, trying to cast like a big spell. And needs the mana links from the wizards on the plane to cast this spell. So all of the individual wizards are trying to gain these mana links from the towns. And you have to try and stop these mana links and then beat the wizards. So once you beat the wizards, then you have to go fight this big demon. Is kind of like the story. And then, yeah, for like every life point of damage you do... De- like, I don't think you're supposed to beat the demon... Um, but every it has like a hundred health or something, and every point of damage you deal to it is like seven years that it's gets locked away for. Yeah. Um. So I'm just uh, so I was I was searching for a Chandelar Demon because I went mm-hmm. like, but Reddit po- uh, st- uh first like uh like third hit. Does anyone still play Chandelar? And then a little <laughs> bit further down, like. Towards the bottom of the first page, from Reddit, I don't know when. It the title is "Holy crap! The old MTG Chandelier game is phenomenal." A review <laughs> of a classic game from eight years ago. Yeah, still phenomenal. Yep. But just like the holy crap, this game's good. Yes, it all is of good. us, who, all of us who played it a million years ago. Yep. Uh, know that it is good. <clears throat> And, like, I'm looking at the graphics. They're an old game. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they remind me of, did you ever play the first Fallout? I did, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, three quarters, like, top-down view. Top down. Yep. Right? And just, like, pixelated AF. But it is it is great. Clicking on screenshots is, like, oh, my opponent seems to have out brain or there's like brain geyser, a black Lotus happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's Ollie from Cairo. 
Mm-hmm. Aladdin's lamp, air elemental, just just great. Acid rain. <laughs> um, so uh, before we wrap this up here, do you want to talk about? I don't know if we should include this or not, but like where to find the game. I mean, or like what's out there. We should we should let people know what's up. I will say uh, real quick, there is a feeling that uh, I've heard this that we're going to Chandelar as like a set. Mm-hmm. This would be an amazing time for Wizards of the Coast to adopt Chandelar <laughs> back, make yeah. it so it runs on computers from this century, yeah, and re-release it. Even if they or do like nothing else, persecute all of the people that are currently hosting it. Mm, we could skip out on that. <laughs> we could skip out on the persecution. Yeah. Just like, hey, here's, you know what? You guys can keep posting the jank version that like is super hard to run. Yeah. We're gonna make a version that you can just download from our site. It'll be, you know, forty five megabits, and mm-hmm. uh, it won't take up any server space for us. It'll be great. So it, um, yeah, how do we how do we get this? Because I may get this. Well, so I put two links in the show notes. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to include them in the description or not. I, I think we can. Okay, I will give you guys a caveat. This is abandonware and has been compiled and added to to run on newer computers because this was only meant to run on like Windows ninety five. So yes. I have no idea what is actually in this code. Uh, download it and run it at your own risk. Yes. Okay. Not responsible if something eats your computer. Have no idea what's in there. Um, it's in a bunch of different places. I I don't remember where I downloaded it from. I have both versions on my computer. I don't remember where I downloaded it from. I haven't had issues with the ones that I downloaded. Um, I don't know if these two are good or not, but they were the first two that I found that looked like reasonable websites. Um, Mm -hmm. There is an old version of the game and a new version of the game. The old version of the game is the version that we had back in 1997 or eight or whatever. Um, There is an expansion for this game and I believe it's included in the OG like compiled version. There was also an updated version of this game that the community remastered in like, 2010 or 2011 i think and added like a ton more cards to um i personally like the old version better i think the new version is almost too hard because it's a lot harder to build a cohesive deck when there's like just a whole bunch of random cards in there and there's no way like you can't really seek out specific cards you're just kind of at the whim of whatever is thrown at you um so building a deck with you know, cards from Corset 2010 all the way back to Arabian Nights is uh, kind of wild. Um, it can be can be difficult because, like, all of the enemies' decks that you battle against are kind of precons. They're a little bit randomized, but they're not as random as your deck will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that newer version with the newer cards can be can be a little difficult. And uh, maybe especially if you haven't really played through the game before, it could be super hard. But I am also um, again, Gabby Sparks released a five-minute video mm-hmm. on how to install the game on Windows 10. Oh, cool! 
So there's a five minute video because I went and looked at the installation instructions and it was a three page PDF that told you how to install it on XP. Oh, and okay. I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's running XP. So yeah. yeah, so the Gabby one should also have like uh, a link to how to uh, to like where to download it from. Yeah, but it has eighty five thousand views, and I figured if it was eating people's computers, yeah, uh, you would. Uh, uh, people would probably have said something. Yep. I would imagine so. So, uh, to let you know how long the game is, Gabby has a speed run that is 37 minutes. Yeah, you can certainly beat it quick. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, if you want to, like, watch someone play, like, I, those videos are actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, I... I don't know. Maybe I'll install it. I I, I did start playing Demon Souls, so uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see. <clears throat> but we'll definitely make it available. Uh, if nothing else, I'll put the the uh, the I'll look at the Gabby video and see mm-hmm. if she has like a where she downloads it and stuff. Okay. Just so so we we have we have another another vet. Yeah. To be like oh okay this this is okay. But I think the last time I searched for the search for it, I got to the same link that you have. Yeah. The, Those, the two that I have looked familiar to me. Um, but it, like I said, it's in a bunch of different places, so I'm not super sure what's in it. Mm-hmm. You should try it, though. It's a lot of fun. It is. It is. And then... Uh... <sighs> oh, man. And it's just like Magic Online. It's like land tax does not work. You just need to click on the card during your upkeep to activate the ability. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's definitely some quirks to the game. Like, don't don't expect a seamless experience. Yeah, but no, like you could have that on Magic Online right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched. I watched. Uh, I was watching a uh, a Bryant Cook video on the Epic mm-hmm. Storm, and he was um, playing High Tide. Yeah. And turnabout is bugged. Oh, okay. And so when you want to untap your lands, you click tap. When you want awesome. to tap your lands, you click untap. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Good job, Magic Online. <laughs> Good job, buddy. You're doing your best. Uh, yep. Um, oh, man. This person from five years ago. Still has the Pentium 286 that he used to play the game on. That's some dedication. That is some dedication. Like, you know what? I want this thing to run as poorly as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. But it is it is one of those things that, like, you can go back and be, like, uh, a simpler time. Like, mm-hmm. I bet you this game was, like, 30 bucks. I think it was more than that. It was was it a full I mean, it was, was, a it, legitimate, like, was yeah. it like fifty bucks or whatever? Yeah, but still, like compared to like what we pay for collector boosters packs and stuff, mm-hmm. like way more enjoyment. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, especially if it's free. Oh, especially it's now if it's free. Wear. Yeah. But no, but I mean, just think about like, you know, in nineteen ninety seven, like get like I could. 
I definitely played this game. Like, I can't imagine that I spent $50 on it. But... I think I got it as a present. Okay. But, uh... I bought it when it was new, though. Like, it came out, and that's... Like, I was playing Magic during this time. So mm-hmm. it came out, and I I got the game. Yeah. I think I did something very similar. Yep. But, yeah, it's, uh... It is very good. Yep. So, track it down if you sound inter- if if it seems interesting. But mm-hmm. it would not take anything to like, like, jazz it up a little bit. Jazz it up a little bit and like make it like an official release. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, hey, here's like we'll, we'll charge you, charge you twenty bucks for this. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've I have paid more for less. <laughs> paid more for a collector booster and gotten less exactly I've, I've got my two Kamigawa collectors oh speaking of we got you got your uh, 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 heads I win tails you lose deck I did oh that's a miracle yeah I was telling someone over Thanksgiving I was like yeah I ordered these cards a year ago a year ago I haven't opened them I don't know if they're actually the cards I ordered because the way they the way they've been printing commander decks, it could be yeah. anything. Yeah, I could have a Warhammer deck in there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's double faced Warhammer deck on one side. Oh man, man, I could be sitting on multiple millions of dollars of uh, of obscure cards. Yep. So, all right, with our trip down memory lane and. More importantly, our trip to Chandelar. That's right. Right. I think we have a show. We have a show. So if you want to reach out to us on social media and talk to us about your memories of Chandelar and slowly walking through the world, uh, (laughs) you can check out all of our social media links in the description or get on Discord. Send us some Chandelar screenshots. Yep. Yeah. Let us know uh, how you enjoy it if you decide to pick it up. Um, yeah. If you're having an issue, you can hop in on Discord too. I'm not not a computer expert, but I've installed Chandelier a couple times. So if you're having an issue, maybe I can help you out in there. Um, if you're looking to support the show, like I said, there's a couple different ways you can do that. The first is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link, make any purchases you're going to make, and uh, we'll get a percentage to help keep the show going. If you want to support us more directly, if you like the the content that we put out there and you want to see more of it, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to my show notes where I will have links to all this stuff in there. Uh, patrons also get access to our pre-show, which is just more of us uh, catching up before the show. Maybe talking a little bit about show stuff, um, making sure all our equipment works, that sort of thing. But it's about another hour of content out of us that our patrons have access to. And our patrons get put on my mailing list. Every once in a while, I get some cool stuff to send out to you guys, and uh, patrons get it. So if you're interested in any of that, or just want to show us how much you appreciate us, patreon.com slash casualtriardmtg is where you can do it. Yeah. So with that... We'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.